Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone in the United States and around the world. This is uh, Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. I know for those that reside in the United States and Canada, uh, is in the morning uh, around the world, you have various time zones. Welcome anyway. Shalom. Peace. Uh, the title of this program today is What Does Sukkot, and in English that means the Feast of Tabernacles, picture. But first, uh, before I get into the Bible study, I'm going to talk about um, some significant world events, or in this case, in event, the Ebola virus. Uh, as I explained last week, please prepare for this virus. We don't know the extent of this, but from what I'm reading, it could be a it could be a, a devastating plague, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. That's the reason why he tells us to watch. So uh, we need to. We hear in the news about this. Uh, there was a person that died last week in the United States, and the virus is spreading slowly but surely. So we need to take heed to this information and not take it lightly. Remember in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, uh, starting in verse 6, it states the following, actually verse 7, for families shall rise against families, that word nation should be translated family or tribe, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences. And the Ebola virus is one of the many pestilences around the world. And it says that earthquakes uh, will occur. All these things will occur in diverse places or various places. And in verse 8, he states that all these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, and also in Ezekiel chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 14, I want you to notice something here. Uh, He does send pestilence to uh, any land masses around the world where there's a prevalence of evil and wickedness. And in this country in particular, there's all kinds of abominations, the abominations of abortions. With the most abominable uh, United States uh, court ruling in the history of <laughs> the court systems, in my opinion, uh, Roe versus Wade back in 1972, which allowed abortions. And we've, we've had m- millions of babies slaughtered uh, over the years. And most of it is because of selfishness. I'm not talking about the rare cases where if 
uh, they did not kill the baby, the the wife or the, the mother would die. I'm talking about the majority of cases where uh, people have sex. Uh, the woman has a baby and says, oh, I don't want to take care of it. I just want to have some sex and then just kill the baby or I can't afford a baby, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that that happens more often than not. So anyway, in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 21, the, the, the prophet states this, For thus says the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword and the famine and the noise and beast, and the peasants to cut off from it man and beast. And so he's talking about the peasants that he will send not only on Jerusalem but other lands right here in verse 19. It says, Or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast. And why is he doing this? Well, Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 13. Son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, and through abortion, and through pornography, and through all kinds of oppression that has not ended since Martin Luther King. It continues to, to occur among black people in this country. And it's not just black people, Indians, uh, uh, Mexicans. There are prejudice all over the place, but unfortunately black people uh, suffer the most, it appears. That, that has, has hardly ever have changed. And I would say Indians, too, Indians and black people. Uh, Ezekiel 14, verse 13, Son of man, when the land sins against me trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and will break the staff of the bread thereof, the ability to take care of yourself, and will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from it. Could the Ebola virus be a part of the uh, plague that would uh, represent a plague with biblical proportions? Well, we will see. We will see, ladies and gentlemen. So you need to to watch and pray as news here. Domestic news means in the United States. What I do is go to the economic blog or the economic collapse blog dot com. Very, very excellent blog, and I highly recommend it. And I'm just going to read a few headlines here. It says, serious financial trouble is erupting in Germany and Japan. Serious financial trouble is erupting in Germany and Japan. And he states right here, there will be pestilence. Why are so many deadly diseases breaking out all over the globe right now? So it's not just uh, Ebola. There's other viruses as well. Of course, the media is just focusing on Ebola. So please read those articles on this excellent website. Again, the website is the economiccollapseblog.com. All right, so we're going to get into the Bible study today about what Sukkot is and uh, what it pictures. Sukkot pictures the time when we finally, and I mean finally, <laughs> will have true world peace because the Messiah, his saints, and angels will help the Messiah rule the earth and the universe. Uh, let's look at some scriptures here. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse uh, 31, or the only verse I'll quote here, this one to prove that all the angels will come with the Messiah when he comes back and lands his feet on the Mount of Olives. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, 
and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. So you can see there that he's coming back with his angels. And in Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, starting in verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So not only are the angels coming along with him, but also the saints, because the saints, if you look in this chapter, are identified by being clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15. And out of his mouth go of a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he threads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So keep in mind, he's not going to be the only king. He's going to be the top king, but there's going to be other kings, and there's going to be other lords ruling the earth. All right, so we understand that. Then Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 to 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 to 15. And I saw thrones. And they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yeshua, or Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with the Messiah a thousand years. Verse 5, But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection on such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, or the Messiah, and shall reign with him a thousand years. So the festival of tabernacles, Sukkot, pictures the 1,000-year rule of the Messiah. Verse 7, And when the thousand years were, are expired, Satan shall be loose out of his prison. So we will talk about that. Um, actually, we can talk about that now because uh, Sukkot certainly pictures... Uh, the time uh, when this uh, ends and then also when Satan is let loose out of his prison and verse 8 and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth Gog and Magog so that's a Bible definition of what Gog and Magog is it's the four quarters of the earth all all the nations of the world to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea verse 9 and when they went up on the breath of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet, uh, that word are, was added. I'm just going to say where the beast and false prophet, and shall be tormented day and night forever. And that word forever means to the ages of ages. Verse 11, and I saw a great white throne, and, and him that sat on it, and from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no, was no, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So the people that uh, all the people who have ever lived that did not participate in the first resurrection are resurrected now, and they are judged. Uh, verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Now notice, death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now verse 15 is a key verse here about the great white throne judgment. 
It says, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Obviously, there's going to be some people that are found written in the book of life, because why would the verse say this? And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So that's the reason why the books were open, to check and see if some of the people of the Great White Throne Judgment is found written in the book of life. Okay. So, this wonderful holiday, the world at peace, the wonderful world tomorrow, as Mr. Armstrong um, described it. And that's a very, very good description. And the reason why it's going to be a wonderful world, folks, is because the law of God or the Torah of God will be all around the world. That's the reason why there will be peace, finally, true peace. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 says, The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, verse 2, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established, which is a prophecy that the temple will be built before the coming of the Messiah, in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. Verse 3, And many people shall go and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah, or the law, and the word of the Lord from your local congregation? No, from Jerusalem. That's where it will go. Verse 4, And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke or correct many people, which indicates many people need to be corrected despite how people act today. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. In other words, uh, equipment for or tools for agriculture. And their spears and the pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. And why? Because the Torah will be around the world. People will finally learn how to have peace. Isaiah chapter 11, one of the greatest prophecies of all time. And there shall come forth a rod out of the sim of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That branch is capitalized. The King James translators realized that that branch was the Messiah. Verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Verse 3, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. So this individual, despite what Jews incorrectly teach, the Messiah is supernatural. Verse 4, has supernatural powers. Verse 4, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the right of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Verse 5, And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Verse 6, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. Verse 7, And the cow and the bear shall feed, and their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den the cockatrice den, or viper. Verse 9, they shall not, <clears throat> excuse me, got to drink some water here, I'll be right back. They shall not hurt, nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Why will they not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain or in Jerusalem? 
because the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That is not the case right now, ladies and gentlemen. And and yet people say, oh, the gospel has been preached around the world. They don't know what they're talking about. Verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign. Ensign means in Hebrew a flag of the people to it. So shall the Gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Isaiah, which is in the area of um, Iraq, Iran, and the Middle East, and from Egypt, and from Panthros, and from Cush, and from Elam, and from Shinar, or Shinar, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And Israel scattered around the world, all the twelve tribes, not just the Jews. Isaiah 11, verse 12, And he shall set up an ensign or flag for the nations shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So he'll gather all the, the uh, ten tribes, or so-called ten lost tribes of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah, both of them, from, uh, from the four corners of the earth. In verse 13, The envy also of Ephraim, Ephraim today are the British people, shall depart in the adversaries of Judah, those are the Jews, uh, shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah. Ephraim, in this context, not only referring to the British people, but also Americans and, and the Western nations. And Judah shall not vex Ephraim. Verse 14, But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the west, and they shall spoil them out of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it in seven streams, and make men go over dry shot. Verse 16, And there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Isaiah, like as it was to Israel in the day when he came out of the land of Egypt. So it's going to be great things that are going to occur because of the second coming of the Messiah, ladies and gentlemen. This feast. For seven days. Let's go over Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 23. It's important to understand what these days picture because each of these holy days, these Moedim, picture um, a prophetic historical event happening. That all these events lead to the return of the Messiah and the recreation or the renewing of the earth and the universe. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 33. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be a feast of tabernacles, which is today, according to the new moon calendar, uh, the first day of Sukkot, or the feast of tabernacles, is today. Seven days unto the Lord. Verse 35. On the first day shall be a holy convocation or assembly. You shall do no servile work or work for profit. Verse 36, seven days you shall offer an offering by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be a holy assembly unto you, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly, and you shall do no servile work therein. And for those who are wondering if the Messiah celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles, he did. Look at John chapter 7. Leviticus 23, verse 37, these are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering by fire. Notice it says feast of the Lord, not the feast of the Jews. A burnt offering, a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. In verse 38, beside the Shabbats of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your free will offerings which ye give unto the Lord. Verse 39, also on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the Fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days, and the first day shall be a Shabbat, on the eighth day shall be a Shabbat. 
Verse 40, you shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statue forever in your generation. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Verse 42, you shall dwell in booths. That word booths in uh, the Hebrew means a booth, a cottage, a tabernacle, or a tent. All that are Israelites shall born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. So, the important thing to understand here is that we dwell in booths. Now, you should do the best you can to uh, dwell in booths. Now, of course, if the weather is real bad or is real cold, uh, you're going to catch a cold, then you should dwell inside. But you should try to do the best you can to keep this commandment to the best of your ability. All right, let's uh, read the Torah readings for today. Well, let's go over uh, Leviticus chapter 22, verse 26 to 23, verse 44. Basically, uh, that passage of Scripture goes over the the holy days, what they mean, Passover, of course, um, Passover meaning the, the seven days of unleavened bread. That's the, the Jews traditionally call Passover the seven days of unleavened bread. That pictures uh, the Lord's sacrifice, his shed blood upon uh, mankind, so mankind can have an opportunity for immortality. Numbers 29, verse 12 to 16 goes over the various sacrifices uh, that's associated with uh, Sukkot. Zechariah 14 is referring to the coming of the Messiah when he lands his feet on the Mount of Olives and takes rulership of the world. Also, it tells you in there or reveals in there that nations will be required to uh, celebrate the Festival of Tabernacles. Let's go there. Zechariah chapter 14. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. Verse 2. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the house rifled, um, or the houses rifled, and the women ravished or raped, and half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. This will occur right before the Messiah comes back. When this happens, verse 3. Then the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations, that's when he fought in the day of battle. Okay, so there's going to be a gathering of all nations against Jerusalem to battle. This is simply talking about the thief in the night, the time when all the nations are gathered at Megiddo, and they're going to go right to Jerusalem, and half the city will be taken. Uh, and, and it says, uh, half the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. And then uh, some women will be raped at that time, unfortunately. Now, when this happens, that, that's the final straw for God. In verse 3, Then the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet, in verse 4, shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. In a very great valley, and half the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee. Let me just drop back down here. And it talks about the plague that will come to pass that's similar to perhaps a nuclear bomb. Uh, we don't know for sure whether or not that is a nuclear bomb because the Lord certainly can cause a plague like that without nuclear power, but we'll see. In verse 13, and it shall come to pass, uh, Zechariah 14, verse 13, it shall come to pass in that day a great torment from the Lord shall be among them and they shall lay 
Hold everyone on the hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. And Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen or the pagans. So these are people that aren't believers of God. Round about shall be gathered together gold and silver and pearl in great abundance, and so shall be the plague of the horse, the mule, or the camel, or the ass, and all the beasts that shall be in these tents as this plague. Verse 16, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem, so it will be some people left, shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles of Sukkot. Verse 17, And it shall come to pass, whosoever will not come, of the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt, which is symbolic of the world, go not up and come not, that have no rain, there shall be the plague, where the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the, the so-called uh, feast of tabernacles. So again, in verse 18, if the family of Egypt go not up and come not, that have no rain, there shall be the plague, wherein the Lord will smite the heathen that come up not to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 19. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. All right, so the Feast of Tabernacles is very important to God. All nations will keep not only the Feast of Tabernacles, but all the other days of, of, of Yah. Right here in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66, starting in verse 22. For as the new heavens and new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain, verse 23. And it shall come to pass, from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the Lord. So um, the feasts are described as Sabbaths, because they are Sabbaths. And so uh, it states right here that not only will mankind be celebrating all the holy days, including uh, all the Sabbaths, which include the holy days, the Moedim, they will also be honoring the new moon. But those who don't, verse, this is bad news for them. Verse 24 uh, of Isaiah chapter 66, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh unfortunately. And I already read you the scripture about uh, the devil being put away. Well, I didn't read that to you now, did I? Let me uh, read that to you again. Um, well, actually, it's Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Um, I have uh, limited time here. All right, so that is the picture of Sukkot in the simplest way that I can explain it. Of course, there's other elements to that, and uh, I suggest that you do some, some Bible study on your own in reference to that. If you have any questions, you can certainly email me. Uh, please remember to that you can listen to this program 24-7 in the archives. I have all kinds of programs over the years that I've developed and created to help you in your spiritual growth and, and biblical understanding. And, of course, you can listen to this on iTunes. Uh, the next uh, program is titled The Fantastic Meaning of uh, Shemi Asret, the Eighth Day of Assembly. And the scriptures uh, based on the program is Leviticus chapter 23, verse 29, and Revelation chapter 21. The Torah readings for next week is Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22, to Deuteronomy 16, verse 17, Numbers chapter 29, verse 35, to Numbers 30, verse 1, and the Hatar or Prophet section is 1 Kings chapter 8, 
verse 54 to 66. Also, Deuteronomy chapter 31 to Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 12, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 18, and Revelation chapter 21 and 22. Please um, review my blog. is MercifulLetters.com. That's MercifulLetters.com. Also my website, MercifulServiceOfGod.com. Well, I enjoyed uh, giving this program, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.